Well, all right. Screwed up the first recording, so let's try this a second time. What is coming new to March of 2022 on Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime? In that order, let's hop to it because this might be a little bit of a longer episode. Starting up with Netflix on the first, Guardians of Justice, which is a new Netflix animated series. The trailer features all different sorts of animations, even some hybrid live action in there. The animation styles, which I definitely don't know the technical names of that I noted in the trailer, were Comic Book 3D, think uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, 8-Bit, traditional 80s style, very much like the G.I. Joe cartoons, hyper-artistic, if you're familiar with tattoo styles, I would liken that to like new school tattoo work, and then early 2000s adult swim slash tsunami. Um, I can't think of a specific show, and that is a very bad description, but if you remember the Toonami commercials, I would maybe liken them to that. It's sort of a mix between anime, traditional, 2D, and digital. There is also traditional anime and hyper-realistic in the trailer. Hyper-realistic, a recent example of that would be Arcana, although, of course, not quite to that level in this show. I have no clue what to make of the trailer, so I looked up an article on the show and I just listed eight different styles and the creator of the show says that there are eight different styles of animation, although I did not say stop motion or pixel art, so some of what I stated might not be different styles of animation so much as maybe like different styles of presentation in homage to certain time periods and even specific shows. So from an artistic viewpoint, the show looks super interesting. Reading along, the creator did state, it is a love letter to American pop culture from the 90s. And although I clearly brought up some 80s and 2000s references, there was plenty of overlap between those time periods. Take for example, G.I. Joe, like I mentioned, that aired in 1983. I wasn't even born yet, yet I grew up on the show through reruns. The article says a good comparison would be Love, Death, and Robots meets Jupiter's Legacy, which definitely came to the forefront of my mind uh, in the first moments of the trailer, and Justice League, I assume the animated version of Justice League. That sounds like an excellent way to describe what I saw in the trailer. Look for Guardians of Justice to get a lot of buzz. Other new movies available on the first are the OG and the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, Shrek and Shrek 2, The Green Mile, The Replacements, The Shawshank Redemption, Top Gun, V for Vendetta, Zoolander, and one that initially was a letdown for me but I find to be a fun and creative watch uh, was Where the Wild Things Are. On the third a Netflix original movie titled The Weekend Away, which is described as a thriller about a trip to Croatia that goes horribly wrong. It only stood out to me because I recognized the name Leighton Meester. Also, Luke Norris is in it. If that is someone, I don't know. On to the fourth, Making Fun, a Netflix original series where some dude builds contraptions for kids. And by four kids, I mean ideas directly from the minds of these kids. The trailer has a lot of inventions that include farting in some form or another. Kids will be kids. This looks like something the whole family could enjoy together. 
Another new series coming on the 4th is Pieces of Her, which stars Tony Collette. A random act of violence sets off an unexpected chain of events. This is one of the flagship options for March. On to the 5th, a movie called Beirut, which I have included in one of my episodes of Messing With Media. I am not positive if I've released that episode yet. If not, maybe I should do that soon. I will have one for sure coming out soon, and I should probably double up on that due to a lack of new content as of late. Uh, Another project of mine has been taking up a lot of my time and energy, so I am sorry about that. On to the ninth come three titles. The first, a Netflix show titled Byron Bays, which is an Australian reality series exploring social media culture. The second, The Andy Warhol Diaries, a limited series about the life and work of the titular artist, which I'm sure will be fascinating. And the third, The Last Kingdom, season five, will be released, and that is the final season of that show. On to the 11th, Formula One Drive to Survive, season four will drop, and I think that that title explains the topic matter. It is a docuseries, which is fascinating. And although I have not gotten very far on this show, it's definitely one that I intend to finish up at some point in my lifetime. Also, another flagship product comes out on the 11th, and that is titled The Atom Project, which is a new sci-fi movie that stars Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo. On to the 12th, the 2017 movie, Dunkirk. Moving to the 13th, I passed over some anime options, but this description caught my attention and the movie has some good ratings. It's titled One Piece, Strong World, and I'm not going to lie, it looks like a good time. On to the 15th come two options that are up my alley, each Netflix original series. The first, Bad Vegan, Fame, Fraud, Fugitives, which is about a woman who marries a man who claims he can make her dog immortal. The second, Heist, The Great Robbery of Brazil's Central Park which is about the 2005 heist that saw a crew attempt to steal 160 million reels. On to the 18th, where I have four viewing options for you. The first of those is Krakow Monsters, Season 1. It is a Polish fantasy series about a young woman haunted by her past. She joins a mysterious professor and his group of gifted students who investigate paranormal activity and fight demons. It looks very interesting. The second option, Eternally Confused and Eager for Love, Season 1, is a comedy about a quirky and confused 24-year-old who takes all the wrong turns in the hope of finding love. I see potential based on the trailer there. Then the third option, Human Resources, Season 1. It's an animated spin-off to Big Mouth where you dig deeper into the world of the hormone monsters. That will be something. And on to the fourth option, Windfall, which is a new movie. That stars Jesse Plemons, Lily Collins, and Jason Siegel. It is a crime thriller about a man breaking into a billionaire's vacation home just as they turn up. Based on the cast and in part the trailer, this might be what I'm most excited for on Netflix this coming month. And then on the 25th, the Netflix hit show Bridgerton releases its second season. And Transformers Bots Bots, a new animated series, also drops. Blade Runner 2049 and King of Thieves both drop on the 26th. On the 28th, The Imitation Game, a 2014 Benedict Cumberbatch World War II biopic, will be available. And it has some pretty darn solid ratings online. 
It's about Alan Turing, who, among other things, cracked the Enigma Code, which greatly helped to turn the tides of war in Europe. The movie has a very A Beautiful Mind-esque feel to it. However, I prefer A Beautiful Mind over The Imitation Game, as it's a bit quicker paced, and it has a much more tragic and sympathetic lead character, in my opinion, but the stories rhyme in a lot of ways, so if you liked A Beautiful Mind, I think you'll at least like this movie to some extent. Finally, last up for Netflix, on the 30th, a Netflix documentary called Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King, which probably sourced a lot of its information from the podcast Exit Scam. Both are based on the same story, a riveting story at that, and I recommend the podcast and I look forward to the documentary. One moment before we move on, um, can't pass this next title up. On the 31st comes a new movie, Airbud Super Pup Z. Now, onto Hulu. On the first three viewing options, no, more than three, but two I'm going to point out. Center Stage. Um, I just remembered watching this movie at some chick's house on some random summer day as a kid, and at first I thought it was going to be very dumb. And then the drama of the show got to me, and I enjoyed it, so I am low-key recommending Center Stage. On to the next recommendation, Demolition Man. This movie is also uh, on an episode of Messing With Media, another one that may not have been released yet. I'm behind releasing uh, those types of things, folks. It's a matter of finding some time uh, for recording and editing. My apologies. Other solid options on the first four Hulu are Edward Scissorhands, Evan Almighty, The Firm, Green State, Geely, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizzo, and The Omen, the original 1976, among many others. Then, on to the third, The Dropout, which is a three-episode series premiere which stars Amanda Seyfried, who portrays Elizabeth Holmes. It's an interesting story if you're not familiar, so hopefully the show is as well. It is one of the flagship products for Hulu in March. Also on the third, the movie Oculus will be available. Then, on to the fourth, Fresh a 2020 horror-thriller romance movie, another flagship product, and the uh, the advertisement photo for it is a very lively and fresh and clean-looking hand, which is wrapped up in one of those styrofoam plates that you get um, like the meat on at a grocery store, which is then wrapped in saran wrap with a pricing label on it and all that's in that advertisement photo. It's not gruesome looking at all, and I think it says a lot about what the show is about as well as the style that it will be served up in. Speaking about serving up, a fresh helping of Dicktown Season 2 premieres on the 4th as well. On to the 17th, how do you pass up a title like this? Bad Luck or Looney Porn? It's a 2021 movie that will be available, and it is currently sitting on Rotten Tomatoes with a certified fresh rating of 90%. I almost overlooked that one because of that title. On to the 17th. Life and Beth, the first season, premieres. This is highly anticipated. It stars Amy Schumer and Michael Sarah. So, let's be clear. I'm not a fan of Amy Schumer, and the first half of the trailer definitely has a good chunk of her type of humor and just generally Amy Schumer playing Amy Schumer. However, 
I have a feeling that they might have used a far higher majority of that type of humor in the trailer than what is actually seen in the show. The story appears to take a much more mature and serious turn, which I'm sure coincides with Michael Sarah's role in the show. My attitude towards the odds of me giving this show a chance took a total 180 from the start to the finish of the trailer. I can handle a little Amy Schumer humor sprinkled in, as long as the rest of the story is good and... If she can pull off those dramatic moments, that'll be, I think, a big part to pull in the show off. So if she can do that well, I could see the show working. The next option is Deep Water, which is a 2022 psychological thriller. Husband Ben Affleck allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce. Husband becomes suspect in disappearance of her lovers. And welcome to Flatch, which is coming out on the 18th as well. It is the series premiere of it, and it is a docu-comedy where a documentary crew heads to middle America to quote-unquote find out what's going on with the world. Stifler, Sean William Scott, headlines the cast, and it definitely has potential. There appears to be a wholesomeness to the show, which will uh, help to offset the zaniness of characters and or situations that characters find themselves in. I think that's important for these types of shows, and it seems like they might have that captured. Then on to the 23rd, a Jason Statham mystery action thriller from 2021, Wrath of Man, which audiences have seemed to love, and that will be available on the 23rd. And last up on the 29th, starring the Queen of Russia, a reference to a great show titled The Great, a three-episode limited series premieres, and that is titled The Girl from Plainville, which is about the true story of Michelle Carter's texting suicide case, apparently exploring her relationship to Secession's forgotten child, Conrad Roy. No, obviously that is not true for you Secession watchers. Um, You would understand this, but I just found it interesting that a character on that show and this real-life person shared the same name. This show is exploring Michelle's relationship with Conrad Roy and the events leading up to his death. Then later, her conviction of involuntary manslaughter. I think it will be really interesting to see how that show portrays Michelle um, as a person and her actions. So um, we might as well move on to HBO Max since that just came up with Succession. I don't recall talking about Peacemaker last month for HBO, but uh, if I missed that, my apologies. Apparently, it's been great. On the first, I believe it is the entire Resident Evil collection, six movies in total, will be available, and a two-part documentary premieres, The Larry David Story. On the third, several season one premieres, and those titles are Gaming Wall Street, Our Flag Means Death, and The Tourist will all be available, among many, many more throughout the month. So moving to the sixth, a sports doc series titled Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. And then on the eighth, another season one premiere, Rue, R-O-U-X, hope I pronounced that correctly, and also the first eight seasons of Whose Line Is It Anyway will be available And then on the 10th, Dune, the 2021 hit movie, among um, a few more season one premieres on the 10th. And then on the 14th, an animated show, season one, drops. Blade Runner, Black Lotus. The graphics on it look 
absolutely great, but it doesn't appear to have been incredibly popular so far in its run in the world, um, with middling to poor ratings. Then on the 15th, Phoenix Rising Part 1 and 2 premiere. They're part of a probably damning documentary on Brian Warner, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson. I should amend that statement, however, because I don't know that it is so much about Marilyn Manson as it is about the activism which his actions sparked by someone else other than him. And then on the 17th, two more season one premieres, which appear to have some anticipation are dropping. Uh, The first is DMZ, which is a miniseries based on a comic book about a dystopian America. It is a DC Comics product. And the second of those is Minx, which takes place in 1970s Los Angeles, when and where a young feminist joins forces with a low-rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women. Then on the 18th, Halloween Kills will be back and available again. Many more season premieres happen, and then we get to March 31st, where several um, anticipated items will be premiering. The first is Moonshot, which is a sci-fi rom-com. The second is the Julia Child bio series titled Julia. And the third is Brent Brown, Atlas of the Heart, which is based on the book by the same name. And a quick search tells me that the book takes you on a journey through 87 of the emotions and experiences that defined what it means to be a human. I think I put a D at the end of define, so that define what it means to be a human. On to Disney+. Plus. On the 2nd, the new West Side Story movie will be dropping. And on the 11th, a new Disney Pixar movie called Turning Red, which is about a confident and dorky 13-year-old who is torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos of adolescence. Blah blah blah, when she gets overly excited, she transforms into a giant red panda. It is not the most interesting sounding movie, but then again, half of Pixar's movies don't sound interesting on paper, and yet they almost always are. While we are here on a new release, I would like to talk about two recent releases from Disney and give them some props. Number one is Ron's Gone Wrong, which was essentially what I expected. It's a good time. And number two, Encanto, was a surprisingly good movie, and the soundtrack is classic Disney. It's good stuff. Then on the 18th, Cheaper by the Dozen, uh, which is a classic, too many, and also a show called More Than Robots, which follows four teams of teenagers from around the world as they prepare for the 2020 first ever robotics competition, which obviously, I assume at least, didn't go to plan given the worldwide pandemic. Then on the 23rd, I am officially jealous of what modern kids are being served up. Disney has seemingly been putting out quite a bit of sci-fi, children's horror slash mystery type content that I would have an all over at that age. This series, I can almost guarantee, is Disney's attempt at Stranger Things. It is titled Parallels. And I was tipped off to that when two different descriptions of the show both written by Disney, had the words upside down in them. If you're familiar with Stranger Things, you would know why upside down being featured in both descriptions might end up standing out to me. And so then I watched the trailer. And if you do the same, you will notice a lot of similar 
and familiar imagery, but it still looks interesting nonetheless. And then on the 13th, after a somewhat lengthy hiatus, Marvel returns with the show Marvel's Moon Knight, episode one, obviously. And I'm not familiar with the character or the comic series. I'm not sure if Moon Knight's the actual character name, but it this show sounds interesting and it looks interesting. Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has disassociative identity disorder and he shares a body with a mercenary named Mark Spector. As Stephen slash Mark's enemies converge on them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt. And that's the part that kind of really sparks my interest. And that's it for Disney. There is another that I'd have mentioned, but I cannot pronounce the title. It is another kids mystery show um, or movie. I'm not sure. So let's finish this up with Amazon Prime on the first. Let's start out with a few classics. Weekend at Bernie's, Dead Poets Society, Spaceballs, Liar Liar, Office Space, and Nomeo and Juliet. I think it's too early to call this one a classic, but Scott Pilgrim vs. The World will also be available. It's been out for 12 years, and if you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Then there are also um, a few more titles here. So there were several, like three, I think, 90s Bond films that will be released. A Wallace and Gromit one. Uh, the Curse of the Werewolf Rabbit. Were-Rabbit will be released. And then another from an earlier episode of Messing with Media. I think it is the first episode of that show, which is Zathura. A space adventure, which you would have to listen to that show in order to find out my opinions on it. Teaser. You should listen to the show. That's not a good teaser. Then on the fourth appears to be a loaded date for Prime. Lucy and Desi is the first one. It is a documentary on Lucio Ball and Desi Arnaz, which I can almost assure you will be better than being the Ricardos. Um, which was not horrible, but I also can't really recommend it. It, it wasn't, wasn't very good. Then there is a spin-off hit show of The Boys, which is titled Diabolical, um, and Diabolical is animated, however, unlike the show The Boys. And then we have season four of Upload, and that is a popular Black Mirror-esque sci-fi type show, which obviously will be dropping a whole new season. Then on the ninth, the 2017 Power Rangers movie, which was okay, will drop, and last up, for this show for March on the 19th on Amazon Prime. The 2020 hit film The Invisible Man will be available. Slava Ukraine. <laughs>